What's up guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha and today we have a special guest, Amy Temple, security guard extraordinaire. Hello. The library CIA. Five oh I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> and today we are going to be doing part two of Never Have I Ever. You guys remember we did part one um, a few months ago. And so now we're going to continue our amazing Never Have I Ever questions written especially by Amy. Alright, we will dig right into it. Never have I ever been book shamed by someone. Yeah. Beth Ann <laughs> book shames me. It's me. I do it. Frequently. Beth Ann okay. is the book shamer. Book shaming queen. Extraordinaire. Her book shaming skills are second no to none. It knows no bounds. We yeah. love her anyway. Even though I read trash. <laughs> she <laughs> reads the poltergeist. So if that tells you anything, then. I accept it. I can. I can accept it if I dish it, though. It's fine. It, you can at change least all you want. You. It doesn't change the fact that the poultry goose will change your life, Michael Lawrence. Look it up. All right. I'm reading You're this. welcome. I'm reading this right after this podcast. You're welcome. No idea what this is, but I will look into it. She's like, <laughs> okay. I don't even know. I know nothing from the poultry goose, but we'll go there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Book shaming is unfortunately a real thing. Um... My sister, for some crazy reason, loves to book shame me. I don't know if she just thinks that I should read more serious literature <laughs> because I'm a smart person. I don't even, I have no clue. But my theory is, is read what you love and love what you read. Don't yeah. let anybody feel, let make you feel badly for what you enjoy reading. That is your time. Yeah. Don't let Beth Ann harass you. Don't let Beth Ann make you feel bad for what you read because... You know, just don't because she's. I just, do it in jest. Come on, she does. She does. I do it in jest. Um, but yeah, sure, so sure. <laughs> she's like, whatever. I'm offended. Yeah. So, <laughs> bye. Be, be like Taylor Swift and tell the haters to shake it off. I yeah. That's, that's, that's all I got. make like Taylor and shake it off. That's all I got for you on that one. That is all I have. So yes, we we're all about reading what you love. I hate that I'm the book shamer and not the shame. Well, I mean, you know, it's okay. I have to, to reevaluate my life after this episode. I guess I shamed you for a poltergeist. We'll send in retaliation. Yeah. This episode will send Beth Ann into therapy. Yeah. And all right. yeah. Good thing we have an EAP here. Yes. Employees have this program. Yes. Uh, I need it. Book Shamers Anonymous. If y'all have any suggestions for Beth Ann, please let us know what they are. Oh, man. How do we fix her? That How don't do we fix her. <laughs> yes, and any any solutions that don't include doing her bodily injury because we don't like that. <laughs> we frown upon that around yes, here. This is a, an injury free. Two thirds of us frown upon. This that. is a <laughs> this is a violence free workplace. Fun fact: statistics. Two thirds of life. Violence free workplace. Oh here man, that's fantastic. Oh. Because then they might have to call security on you, and that would be me. <laughs> Violence requires paperwork, guys. We don't yes, like the don't paperwork. Yes, don't make us fill out the paperwork. No. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. So, never have I ever elaborately imagined a new ending for a book. Absolutely. Yes. Every day, all day. Anytime they kill off, like, my boyfriend in the book. My boyfriend. She just... Um, yes. How rude of you. One, how rude. First of all, yeah. Two, how dare you. Three... How dare you part two? 
So let's just rethink that ending and everybody lives happily ever after. Thank yes. you. Goodbye. Most of the time it always has to do with somebody dying, I feel like. I feel yeah. like that is a common, yes, I've definitely had books that I've read where I thought, how could they kill that person off? How could they? Um, I've also reimagined new endings where for me the ending didn't fit the rest of the book. Like say, I, I've, I've been on a complete like psychological thriller like angle, like that's all I'm reading for the most part. So if the book has been a lot of high drama and twists and turns and and dark, twisty, weird stuff, and then all of a sudden the ending just kind of falls flat. I'm like, really? I hate that. You did such a great job at keeping the book so keeping that suspense level, you know, on, yeah. a, on a one to ten, you, know, you kept it at a twelve the whole book, and then the final ending you just bomb out of the die. Yeah, um, I had so many like that. I yeah. just finished a book um, recently that I felt like had that, had that, it's called The Stranger Within. Terrific book, psychological suspense, but the bad guy in it, I wanted him to pay at the end. Yeah. And the way the author worked it out, it just, I won't, I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil it, it's a terrific book, um, but the way the author worked it out, I just didn't, have a resolution. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're all about happy endings, you love the ending. Yeah. But for this guy, I didn't really want to see a happy ending. Justice. I there's, wanted to see something more concrete yeah. happen. And there's some books that I read where they're supposed to be like scary horror, and like hardly anybody dies. I'm just like, okay, well, I needed more people to die, yeah. so let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> more death, please. We needed more. Sign blood. me up. More blood and gore. Yes. Yes. So that's that's disappointing. So, um, so do you guys find that if you if you have a book that you read where you love the book but you hate the ending, then does that color the way you felt about the whole book? Yes. yes. Or do you just say, do you just chalk it up to I loved everything but the ending? No, it no, ruins the whole it book ruins for, everything me. for me. Yeah. Gotcha. Like. Because that's because that's the finality of it. Like yes. that is the whole point of reading a book is getting to the end, right? Absolutely. I mean, yep. So when it comes to the end, and then I've invested all this time and energy into reading this book, and you tie it up and leave me with the mindset that I've wasted my time. My time is important to me. Mm -hmm. So forget you. I hate this book. Yeah. <laughs> like you've wasted precious how, brain how, cells, how dare you time. Do that to me? energy like if you're not impacting me if you're not giving me something i'm very selfish when it comes to my book you have to give me something yeah, like it is not me pitying you or doing this for you or because greedy. blah 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 i am a greedy reader greedy book consumer yes. i am a yes. greedy reader and it has to benefit me in some way and if it does not then i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you i'm just saying the greedy reader greedy reader mm -hmm. right here. That's I'm mean. She'll own it. She's mean. I'm mean. I'm a, sh I'm a book shamer and a greedy reader. And a greedy reader. Wow. <sighs> shame, shame. It's fine. Oi. Okay. <laughs> We're just putting all of Beth Ann's thoughts right. on Beth Ann's Beat up on Beth Ann's It's fine. And we like it. <laughs> okay. Never have I ever mo owned more than three copies of the same book. 
<laughs> Look at me. Why'd you turn away? Because <laughs> I have. I have never owned a double copy of anything because I think that is so oh my weird. God. I don't know. Where's the bookshelf space? Yeah, that's something. space what? for another book. The Hobbit. Okay, though. listen to me. How many? Okay, you no. have 20 copies and they're all the same. They are not. They're not the same. And here is why, okay? When Tolkien published The Hobbit, no, he, did he, I don't think he, okay. There was a situation in which the publishers altered his books. Like, none of them are the same. And 20 times? Trace. I got some in London. London. <laughs> <laughs> in the thrift shops over there. I bought some brand new. Some are illustrated. Okay? They're all different. They all have little discrepancies in them. And that is the beauty of the book. And I love that book. It is the best Epic. Go to Beth Ann's bookshelf and you can read The Hobbit. And that is all. Um, And I also like to do in my very favorites, like Fahrenheit 451, I have like a million copies of those because there was also discrepancies in some of those copies. So if you can find a certain publishing company. But are they that big to where they're like life changing? For Fahrenheit 451, it was because they censored him. And the whole book is about how you shouldn't censor you're reading. And so he wrote back and he said, if you don't change this back, I'm pulling the book and you're not publishing it at all. Like, we're done. I'm done with you completely. So if you can find those certain, like, copies in thrift stores or the publishing companies, I mean, those are awesome finds because it's just such an, what is it, ironic, oxymoron, whatever label you want to put on it. So I have 80 million of those books because I've read that 50 million times. I have probably, like, 10 copies of that. And that's one of my favorite books of all time, too. Like, just... I accumulate things that I love. <laughs> I'm an accumulator of things. I, right. you know, you can't she, not have she a hardback and. <laughs> right. She's not my husband. Well, and, and I, you need five of these. Shh. Well, and, <laughs> I, and I, I too, I might pick up extra copies if I find like a book that I know I will recommend to people. Yes. A book that I love that I know I, I will also recommend. Love doing that. If I'm at Goodwill or I'm at a, a thrift shop Sorry, or whatever, I might pick up. Extra copies of those books because I know if I come to Samantha and say, hey, you've got to read this book, here's a copy. Yes. That way I'm not worried about it's not my only copy. um, But I will never give it back. It's not my, you know. And also, one thing, there are some series out there, like the Harry Potter series. This is a big one for them. That there are different, I mean, it's it's not that the reading material is different, but the cover versions cover are different. Art. Cover art yeah. is different. That's the only reason I would buy another that copy sort of thing. is for the cover art. So I think that it's cool sometimes to have the different, different versions, versions and different, um, you know, because you can yeah. buy a box set. You can buy, you know, there's all these different possibilities, um, especially with Harry Potter where you can buy the Gryffindor version, the Ravenclaw version, the Slytherin version, the Hufflepuff version of the different books that yep. have those colors, have the um, all that stuff. Out. You can have all those. Um, you know, another book, obviously, which, you know, we don't talk about a lot here, the Bible. I have many different yeah. varieties of the Bible, different translations, different, um, you know, different uh, things like that. That's definitely a book that I, yeah, I, I like to that. have the different, the different um so you know, there are lots of reasons to own more than one copies of a, of a more than one copy of See, book, so. Samantha. None of which that I will partake in. So don't let anybody again. Don't go to Samantha. Don't let she won't let you borrow a book. <laughs>
than anybody who has That's right. Copies. But she also likes the hardback copies. Ugh. Yes. I hate hardback. Hardbacks <laughs> are my life. No, I take a paperback any day. Yeah. I like the trade paperbacks. Yeah. That medium size. I like any paperback. Not the, yeah. Yeah. I like Those are my, favorite. my preferred paperback is a nice floppy rollable paperback. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Like the you know like the size. Do you of the roll your book when you read it? I roll it. Back. Don't do that. I'm gonna burn. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting shamed. <laughs> Books are meant to be loved when they're read, True not enough. pristine. True enough. Love True means enough. taking care of them. Love the also hand. means weathering the times. Weathering emotions. Would you bend your Tear child drips. in half? Teardrips, scratches, dents, the progression Days. of life. I mean, Same you know, difference. It's all good. She could cry. It's fine. I we'll accept. Do never, I, never have I ever had someone hate a book I recommended to them. Mm. Yes, I have had a lot of people hate things I've read. You hated Lock Every Door. I guess I yeah. recommended that to you, but it was kind of for the podcast. So. I feel yeah, like I yeah. have um, had people hate them, but I'm not sure that anybody's come back to me and said, oh my gosh, I can't believe you told me to read this book, and it was the worst hated it. six hours of my life. Like, yeah. that's time I'll never get back. I'm not sure anybody has really gone there with me so much, but... Um, I've, had, I've had a few people tell me that they just... It was Not that they explicitly tea. hated it, but they came up to me like, yeah, you know that book that you recommend? I didn't really like it, so I just didn't finish it. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I can't believe you really didn't like it. What didn't you like about it? And I don't know. I have weird reading tastes. Maybe that's it. But it always spawns interesting conversation. That's what I like because, oh, it, it, you know. Yeah. A good example would be a horror Christian novel that I recommended to one of our youth group's moms. I'll never do that again. <laughs> And she was like, I want to know what my daughter is reading, and like, is this is this a good book? And I was like, yeah, you should, you guys should read this book. It was House by Frank Peretti, mm -hmm. and Ted Decker co-authored it, and that's how I fell into their, like, trap, and I have all of their books. And so I got them a copy of it, and the, obviously the young girl loved it, because she liked reading what I read, but I told the mom that she would love it, too, and she literally... Slept with the lights on for a month oh, no. after I recommended her. She goes, I oh, no. I'm never reading anything you recommend me ever again. I was like, I'm mm. so sorry. Like, I did not mean for you to be was sorry for your life. She was so upset. Like, she was oh, so no. upset. I was like, I am so sorry. I thought you would like it. But she, she was a little more fluffy than I am. It, this had a lot of scary in it. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Just be careful with your youth members, parents. And yes. <laughs> Age appropriate and content appropriate. Yes. yes. Just know your audience. That's all I'm saying. Know your audience, exactly. That's true. Lesson in life learned. About a lot of things. Yeah, know lesson your learned. Audience. Uh, know your audience. Never have I ever read a book that greatly changed my thinking about an issue or a topic. Yeah, absolutely. Why are you shaking your head no? I don't think <laughs> oh I really have. Uh, really? Nothing is like... Unless you count, like, unless you count like my, my like, you know. Are you talking about like a serious issue? You're like a serious topic? It can be topic. whatever. I mean, it can be whatever. I mean, it doesn't, you know. There you go. I mean, there was a book that I had in mind when I wrote that question. I feel like I can't say what I'm thinking. <laughs> I can't. I can't say it. <laughs> say it. No, no, no. You no, said no. it. Everybody's going to know. Peer pressure. Peer uh. pressure. <laughs> Well, y'all know me and my oh, my Lord, Stockholm syndrome. 
Um, so you found something deep and dark about yourself? Yes. Okay, that's gap counts. <laughs> that is all I will say. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Just enough to make us what go. What about you? What's yours? <laughs> Actually, the book, The Whisper Network, uh, have you by heard about Handler that? Baker. Is her last name? Um, made me think a lot about the Me Too movement and sexual harassment oh, in the yeah. workplace. Um, I don't know that it, I won't say maybe it didn't change my thinking because I mean obviously we all feel like that's a bad thing and we don't, you know, people should feel safe in their workplace right. and, yeah. um, but it made me really take a stronger look at what could be construed as sexual harassment, what could be... Um, just kind of gave you a rounded... How, you know, how, how, were, how were women approached? Um, also, how, women, how were women judged by other women, even? Mm, yeah. Um, because in that particular book, you had one character who didn't kind of look at it in the same way. Yeah. Um, she still felt like maybe that was part of the paying dues as a woman in a, in a workplace. This was a corporate workplace where mm -hmm. there were a lot of men. Um, and so the one character really felt like, well, these are just the dues that you pay. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. And this is just what you have to expect. And this is what you, um, this, this is, this is what it is. just her final point, um, yeah. So it, it really gave me, I think, maybe a more broader, a more broad, perspective of what could be considered sexual harassment, what could be considered, um, you know, just, just what things to, to, to look out for and, and how to, as a woman, be supportive of other women yeah. that I work with. Which is super lacking because there's a lot of people, I'm not going to say any names or anything, of course, but like, I feel like I know a lot of girls especially on social media that preach about like supporting other women, but they're like me from high school, knowing them, they were the rudest of the rude. Like sure. they would talk about people. Perpetuate the behavior. Yeah. They're horrible. And I'm just like, yes. I think the beauty of reading gives you all of the different point of views, even if they're not the greatest point of views. Yes. Mm -hmm. And how, um, like, I don't even know if this, the book I was reading, it's um, it's about, it was the book I was telling you about how I stopped reading it because I didn't like sympathizing with the bad guy, remember? Right. I don't and he was, um, yeah. he was a predator, let me just say it like that, mm -hmm. and, and he desperately didn't want to be who he was because of what, how do I say this? He wanted to get rid of his problems that he felt like he had in his life. And so he went to this door in the woods and in this, and you slipped under the door what you wanted rid of in your life and it magically disappeared. But then somebody opened the door and unleashed horrors on everybody, et cetera, et cetera. And he ends up sacrificing himself because he can't get rid of his urge as this person and became the hero in the book. And I stopped reading it because it made me so sympathetic to his plight and I was in my own personal standing, put all of those other things aside, have very strong feelings about things like this, whatever. Sure. We'll just leave it as PG as that. But the point of view was there. She went there as an author mm -hmm. and used that point of view to like say something about, you know, and I feel like no matter what you read, 
even if it's Captain Underpants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are things you can get from those point of views and that Absolutely. if you look hard enough, you can find something anywhere. Mm -hmm. You really can. I feel like another book that will challenge um, maybe how you look at some things as well, just kind of like maybe I might tie into what you're talking about, is the book The Shack. We've talked about that mm -hmm. before. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a lot of controversy surrounding that. Because, you know, the, the book kind of called to question that before you judge someone who maybe has done a horrible thing to someone right. and caused great pain and suffering to a family, mm -hmm. um, you know, that that makes you have to look at what has that person suffered in their personal life, what created, yeah. um, you know, and, and with a lot of the psychological thrillers that I read, obviously there are a lot of characters with a lot of really twisted psyches. Yeah. And that's the one thing that they usually have in common is the author will bring in what makes them, what, what, what kind of trauma, what kind of issues, what kind of childhood, what kind of background, what did they witness, what did their parents put them through, yeah. um, how is that circle, you know, that, that violent cycle, how has that been, that been perpetuated in their lives? Um, so I, I think that even though in the end, I still want to see people have consequences for their behavior, we can't. I'm also interested also. in understanding why, what has molded them into who they are. The they what are. has made them, what, what's made that person, I want to know what makes somebody tick. Yeah. You know, what, what, what things have gone on in someone's life that, um, that gave them a certain point of view or a certain, and that's what I love, I love about reading is that you can learn some of those different points of view and perspectives and but normally you wouldn't even if you come out at the end still feeling pretty much the same way that you felt I think it's always interesting and empowering and it's good for our brains to be challenged mm -hmm. and it's good for our I think it's good for our sense of empathy and sympathy yes to be able to understand people a little better um just like the just like the experiences we've had in life you know i've been i've been homeless i've been a victim um i mean i've been a i've been a sufferer of addiction you know the things that i've experienced in my life have changed who i am so i have that desire to know in other people right what's made you into the person that you are what mm -hmm. you know can we dig deep can we find out what those things are because i think those things are so interesting to learn and that's why i, I like I enjoy people that I can be transparent with and who can be transparent with me because I like understanding. Even if at the end of the day we may disagree on 99 things out of 100, I want to know how they came to feel that way. Yeah. I want to know what their, what their experience is and what made them feel that way. So I think that's one of the beautiful things about reading is that it just expands everything that you, um, gives you reason to question your beliefs and question what you, what you, believe you know what you feel like you know mm -hmm. and what you might think and perceive so um you know it's just one more thing so the moral of that ted talk is yes sorry <laughs> it did turn into a little the bit of fact talk, that sorry. you this is the moral story that you have to take on another perspective even if it's uncomfortable yes it's still good for you it's still good for you it's good for you broadens the mind broadens the mind absolutely Better the mind broadened than the waistline. That's what I'm going to say. Amen. Uh, <laughs> we will talk about that. So, so after that, 
<laughs> Never have I ever read a banned book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did in school. Captain Underpants is banned. Absolutely. Everything's banned. Fahrenheit 451 is banned. <laughs> what else is banned? To um, Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. I love that book. It's banned. Um, yes, I only own one copy. Don't come at me, bro. Catcher in the Rye probably was banned. Yeah, at I hate point. that book. I, I, I mean, you know, Tuck Everlasting. You know. Yeah, Where the Red Fern Grows, I think, is banned. A lot of things. Um, yep. British Terabithia is banned. Yes. Oh, Such a good book and a good movie. Oh my gosh. So we did a white elephant gift exchange for the youth group once and my cousin got, I got that book and then I put it in a box of tissues mm -hmm. and he opened it up at the exchange and he was like, why do I have to have a box of tissues with this? I don't understand. He called me on the phone sobbing his eyeballs out. He was like, I understand the tissues. I get it now. And I was like, I am so sorry. It is so Don't sad. get a book recommendation for me. You're going to cry or be scared. It's yeah. fine. Whatever. One of two things are going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think there again, it's, you know, as as a, a thinking person, you know, we have the ability to, um, you know, it's one thing you're watching what your children read. You know, that that's one thing people, uh, you know, I can speak about parenting with no experience whatsoever since I have no children. But I will say, you know, yes, as a, as a parent or as people that, as a person that has, uh, maybe not as a parent, but as a person who has little ones in my life that I love, you know, yes, I understand that people who are in charge of these little people need to watch what they read and need right. to be aware. Um, conscientious. Be conscientious about that. But yeah, um, as far as, you know, we, we have a very different society now than we had even 25, yes. 30, 40, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Um, so there have been lots of changes. You know, we won't debate for good, for bad, or for ugly yeah. <laughs> what those are, what changes have yeah. been, because we could talk forever about that and nothing would ever get solved. Um, but it's it's always interesting to understand maybe what the thought process was with why a book got banned in the first place. Yeah. So what was so... Um, why was it judged in that, in that way? Harry thing. It's very interesting. My my thing I always say is, is I ban yours, you can ban mine. And I know that's the most selfish comment in the whole wide world, but don't touch my stuff. Mm -hmm. I won't touch yours. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you get to read whatever you want as long as I can keep whatever I want to read. Yeah. So you know, you get that's my thing, is like don't cross these lines and start throwing mess out the window when don't my thing is don't expect to you know, stride all over somebody if you don't want to be trodden on. Yeah, precisely. That's my thing. So read what you want, just respect the rest of it. Boom. Mic drop. See you later. Peace out, Girl Geek Scout. out the window. Bye. No Done. Sense. Bye. <laughs> all right. Serious issues today. Serious, Serious today. What are we doing here? Talk. Passionate moments we're having Absolutely. here. Absolutely. We gonna like it. We like it. We like it. Never have I ever taken a class or course where reading was the only homework. I have, actually. Yes, in college. I have. That reading was literally the only homework. Well, except well, for... I had to write papers. papers yeah. That is part of the course. But, like, children's lit. Mm -hmm. Or, um, oh, gosh... When I was a senior in high school, um, we had, if you were in honors English, um, there were four different nine weeks. So each of the four nine weeks, you studied a separate, like a micro subject, like a smaller subject. Oh, yeah. That's what One of did. those was modern lit. Mm -hmm. And that was literally the, literally the only homework was reading whatever the book was that we were reading and then we would talk about in class. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really fun because 
it just gave you the chance to speak, speak and read yeah. and and be so able important. to hear what other people thought. And I read so many books in that class that I'm not sure I would have ever had the opportunity to read yeah. otherwise. Um, so I thought that was really wonderful, uh, even though I'm not, not a huge fan necessarily of the classics, but um, right. I read a lot of books that I probably would not have read otherwise. And I think that was really important to just give me an idea of what was out there and what was, you know, what was considered for its time to be, um, you know, to be great, you know, modern literature and to, um, you know, to understand these things and really get a sense of, of good writing and why are the masters of writing the masters? Why, why do we look at them so seriously as the grand poobahs that they are of writing? So, Roundtable is probably the most important absolutely. aspect of learning any absolutely. kind of literature mm -hmm. at all, I think. Yeah, I think it's great. Never have I ever owned every book published by a certain author. Absolutely. Yes. I own Sarah Dessen. Sarah Dessen. I absolutely have. Sarah Dessen and Natalie Natasha Natasha Preston. Yep, I yeah. own all of Ruth Sapetti's, Ted Decker, Frank Beretti's, um, and a couple other nonfiction writers. J.D. Robb, I own every J.D. Robb book, and that's 51 in the series so far. That's really close. Yeah. Absolutely. That's I think if it's an author that I really love, and I am a rereader, yeah. so I enjoy going back. Um, I know a lot of people don't, and that's fine. If you don't want to do that, it. that's fine. Really? Um, but if I really love a book or a series, um, I want to go back and, and revisit those Same. characters and, and, and re, you know. Re I just want to go on that journey with you again. Rethink I, what I it was. I want to be there with you again. It's like visiting an old friend. I've done that, like, if I haven't read it in a long time, like, five or more years, then I'll go back and reread it. Really? Yeah. I oh, do want to buy the box set of the Naturals series, though. Yeah, I'd love to have that one. Yeah, so I think it's it's fun when you when it's an author that you love and you know you're going to love. Yes. I think it's it's fun, too. Well, like, getting the narrated audio versions of it. Like, mm -hmm. I found a cassette tape set of the NPR of when they did The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Nice. Oh man, so good. I listened to it over and over again in college. <laughs> it was amazing. It was always in my car. When Hopefully the, you know what a cassette is. <laughs> when the Left Behind books came out, Jerry oh, Jenkins yeah. and Tim LaHaye. I had a few of those cassettes. They had a full audio like it was almost like imagine like an old-time radio show yeah like, like the NPR all different it yeah. was yeah, full-on different cast members different you know and that's one of the things that I love when I read audiobooks when I listen to audiobooks now is when they have the different narrators like that will read mm -hmm. especially if it's a man or a woman's you know perspective if, it, if the perspectives change if there's a perspective change in the book, it's so cool to kind of get that different, you know, it's a little more drama added to the... Oh, um, it's like listening to a play. Added to the, the the whole experience of doing audio. So I think it's kind of fun. Um, it's kind of fun to, uh, to have that. So those are definitely some, some things to consider if you want to broaden your library, right. so to speak. And I love looking at a bookshelf. I, I love looking at my bookshelves at home and just going, oh, 
it's so beautiful yes. and it has you know it's it's all the books are placed and they're they're together and they're whatever it is I just have, oh, those are moments that as a book yeah. lover I just really enjoy and um, seeing that bookshelf full is just like are you guys particular about your bookshelves then I just like it to look nice like I don't want books like falling out like on there like backwards and yeah my bookshelf's a mess I'm not so <laughs> picky necessarily, but I do like it to look. I do like it to look nice. I might need revamped right now, but um. I'd have to show you my bookshelf that I had um, when we moved into our first house when Nolan built me that little library. Mm -hmm. It was like pristine. <laughs> yeah, and it was like they were stacked different ways. Some were like angled, and some were stacked, and some were like stacked this way. You're so. You're so perfect. And mine are just mine. Mine's, mine are just thrown on the shelf. Thrown together. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of together how they're supposed to be with like their authors and their series and stuff like that. I'm not that kind of a heathen, but I am. Yes, a heathen. It's fine. All right. It's okay. Yeah. You can go with it. So here's a little bit different. A, a different question. Never have I ever given a speech or a talk about a book-related subject. On the podcast. Obviously, we do that here. Um, yes, I have. We do that here. I took a speech class in college, and we had to give a demonstration speech. And that demonstration speech, I demonstrated how steps I take and how I choose to read a book for pleasure, like going to the library, like looking at the, um, you know, looking, you know, going along is, is it an author that I love does the cover art appeal to me um, what is matters, what does the blurb on the inside tell me um, you know maybe to a lesser degree for me but maybe this might be something for others what do the book reviews say um, that sort of thing so um, that was kind of an interesting uh, interesting talk to give because it made me really have to sit down and think about okay what are, what are the steps that I take what do I what do I do? With that, and I'm sure in school we all gave book reports and oh, things like my that. Lord, so that's, yeah. my, my senior speech, mm. I was one out of two people that got an A, and it was about um, like shows like the Kardashians and like cosmetic surgeries impact on teenagers. That's <laughs> what my speech was about. Okay, but. It was going to be about sharks, shark right. attacks, and then I was like, "It literally is." I feel like I. That's. It yes. was basically about body positivity. Bravo! So. Bravo! Bravo! Go you! I was just a little spokesperson that day. Well, I'm telling you. We oh, the Kardashians. Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No hate, no hate. Sorry, Kim. Sorry, Kim. Since you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> we know you tune into this podcast. Since this is your favorite. Absolutely. Oh. Never have I ever been a part of an online book or reading related community. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I have some Facebook oh, really? pages that I follow. Oh, I guess I'm on Goodreads. For the love of reading. Um, there's follow one, a lot of booktubers. There's one called For the Love of Reading. There's another that's called um, The Bookaholics Cafe. I love that one. That was a really good one on Facebook. Um, I have one site that I go to on Facebook that is um, 
all about sharing spoilers. Or if you want to talk about spoilers with people like you finished the book, you know, but you want to talk to other people who finished it so that you can say, hey, oh my gosh, what did you think about the this end where, where this happened? Yes, um, absolutely. And so I think those things are really fun. I think um, we're taking a part of one right now. Yeah. I think those things are really interesting to, um, for all of the ways that social media can suck us in and not necessarily maybe be the greatest thing in the world, I think there are a lot of ways that it's that it's pretty cool and yes. getting to reach out and and um, discuss books that we love and things that we you know get other recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many posts I see. Okay, I loved. This particular book give me some other ideas about books that I would love, and it's it's always fun to add to your to be read list um, through yes. some of those recommendations. And if so. you don't know about any of this or where to go to get any of this or be part of that community, come to the library. Ta-da! Yes. Here we are. <laughs> Most of us who work here will be more Ta-da! than happy to talk your ear off about any day books. We'll about book books. talk you to death. We yes. will make you wish you had not come in. We'll give yes. you a list of like thirty books that you have to check out today. Right today. now. We will we will, I will send overwhelm you. you. We will it's we fine. will help you. We will get a cart to help you push them to your car even. Yes. If so, you call This is a full service library. <laughs> call Beth Ann on her personal cell phone. I will, we will book help. talk you. I will we get will you what you need. Book talk you like nobody's business. We will do it. We we would love to do that. Yeah. Never have I ever gone back to reread a favorite from my childhood. No. Yes. I do it all the time. All the time. Nancy Drew. See, you reread. I need to reread Camp Confidential. You do. Oh, what am I thinking? What am I doing with my life? I don't know. What do, you, what do you think is the what's what what book from your from your childhood do you, do you think you've gone back and reread the most? Captain, I can tell you what. Yeah, I can tell you what mine is. Oh. We just got done talking about that: the poultry goose and Captain Underpants and the Hobbit. Little Women is mine. That's the one I've gone back to. Yours is so the bougie of a choice, and I I'm meant, sorry. I, I am women. so. It makes me want your goals, like. Well, I mean, How to Become Bougie, featuring Amy. Amy. Uh, yeah. I've been accused of a lot of things in life. Being bougie, never one of them. So that's Check right. it off your list, girlfriend. 2021. Kicking butt, the, taking names. The year of marking things off the list. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I just think that's a book that spoke to me on it is so timeless. many levels. It's very timeless. A million percent timeless. Um, it's, the characters are... These are young women that I think we can all identify with in one way or another. Yeah, I was about to say, there's nothing um, left unturned there. You know, with me loving to read and write as much as I do, I think Joe, obviously, Joe Mark, yeah. definitely a character that I can identify with and that I can um, understand what moved her to um, that need to get things down on paper, that, that need to put pen to paper and yeah. say these are the things but you that I'm right. So that's a big yeah, these are the connector. things that I'm these are the things that I'm that are that are uh, impacting my life right now. These are the things that I need to get said. I've reread that book, but that's not the book I've reread the most. Yeah. And I read that in my older years. Mm-hmm. Like but like I said, cat 
Captain Underpants? Like I said in the last podcast, I used to pack them up in the car and we'd go down our trips to Mississippi and I would read them there and back over and over again and they were literally my whole life. And the polter goose. I'm telling you right now. Polter goose. Pick it up. And then the hobbit. Like jump from all the silly to the hobbit. Yes. That is one of my favorites. I think one of the great things about rereading, especially if it's something from when you were a kid, is that you're in a different place in your life at the different times that you've read this. So you have a different, you have a different mindset and you have maybe things will, maybe things will speak to you in a different way. Like obviously as a kid, Mm -hmm. the character of Marnie probably would not have spoken to me as much as it did as an adult because of a different um, mindset about life and, and um, there's a different, um, supposedly there's a different amount of wisdom that comes to you. (laughs) Never really been accused of having a lot of wisdom in life. To be determined. To be be determined on that. Like me going Um, back and rereading Charlotte's Web was really, like, jarring to me because I didn't enjoy it as much as an adult as I did. Yeah, I've had some of those. Or, like, I'll rewatch, like, a childhood, like, TV show and it's just not as, like, amazing as I thought it was when I binge-watched it in, like, a day. Yeah. Kind of like revisiting some place that you visited as a kid, and you you go. I thought this was this place seemed bigger when I was yeah. here when I was a kid. Yeah. No, it's not that you're. It's not the place got bigger. You got bigger. Yeah. Right. So your perspective is different. Your perspective is bigger. The lenses yeah. you have on your eyes. <laughs> so yeah. So a lesson learned from that, I guess. You know, don't be afraid to go back and reread something mm-hmm. that you. Also, I think it's yeah. great that to reread with a new generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, to get to see somebody another generation's experience with that same um my niece with her little kids one of the first things she bought when she was pregnant for her first son was bought the whole harry potter set in 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 readiness for being able to share these with him when he got to the age where he could enjoy them um and getting to see a whole new generation of people um impacted by um you know by reading and that was that was such a popular series for bringing a whole new group of kids into reading that yeah, was never it experienced. Was it was really an incredible, um, an incredible opportunity for um, you know love it or hate it. Um, it. It did a lot for bringing kids um, into the you know back into having their nose stuck in a book. Um, I think we have time for one more question. All right, make it a good one. Make it a good a one. good. This is probably an obvious one for anybody in this room, but Do you, you like guys books? can yes think about this one. <laughs> Never have I ever had the maximum allowed quantity of books checked out at a library. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, I used to have this suitcase, <laughs> and that's where I put all my books. And when we were moving, Nolan would make fun of me because I would just put all my library books in the suitcase and roll them. To the new house. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. That reminds me of like when this library, when the children's park was up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year my aunt, through the summer, because used to in the summertime, we'd come up to the children's desk up here and you get your little paper and then she would stamp mm-hmm. every single book that you read that you returned back and she would go through and count them and give you all the stamps and you would get prizes. Mm-hmm. And that's how I read through the Babysitter's Club because I would always get those prizes. And every day that I would come in here, I would check out the max amount of books that I could get yep. and cart them home. And then but it didn't used to be 50. 
I think it was, I think it was like, yeah, 20 or 30. Yeah. Because I would get a lot, but I wouldn't get 50. No, it's changed no. since then. But, yeah, yeah. I would well, when every I, week. Right. Oh when I first moved to Kokomo and I lived in temporary housing, mm-hmm. you could only have five books checked out. Mm-hmm. So that was like, ooh, yeah. five yeah, books, oh, my word. How can I? How can I do that? How can I limit my choices to five? Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, I'm, I, I'm one of those people that has an irrational fear of running out of something to read. Yeah. So, I have to always make sure Man, I... Man, I don't have that. Plenty of reading <laughs> material. So I mean, I never, yeah, no, it's not something I have to worry about anymore, but I mean, I literally, I will always have a book with me. I will always, of course, work mm-hmm. in the library. We're surrounded by, so we can, you know, we can... We can go and check another book out and, yeah. and read it on our breaks or do whatever we want to do. So that's a absolutely. So please come in, check books yes. out, engage um, us, engage talk us, talk to us about your books, yeah, about what great. you love. We don't bite. We will always be willing to give you good recommendations yes. and tell yes. you what you need to read. Yes, and thank Keep you mind for joining us because you down. are the greatest of all time. The greatest. Security guard of all time, Amy Temple. I strive. In the flesh. Yes. And I think that we are still, are we still going to have a part three? I think we probably can, yeah. Yes. We are going to have a part three in a few months. Um, So you guys have to stay listening so you can join us on part three of Never Have I Ever. And we hope you guys have a great day. See you later. Bye. Bye.